six minutes after the hour on the Around the House program. Just getting started here. We'll be here a couple hours talking about that special place that you and I call home. And this is uh, Ken Moon. And we're, we uh, are glad you're with us. This is the um, 30th anniversary of the program. Technically, it was last week. Chris reminded me of that, but uh, I was off last week. So 30 years, 1993, November 20th. The show began, and it's just been a great run thanks to you and our advertisers and the great affiliates and stations that have carried the show over the years. I've had many time slots, uh, all on a Saturday, of course, and this is uh, our, uh, the uh, the time slot that uh, we're settled into here in, in the Colorado Springs on KRDO and K2 and Casper. So welcome along to our 30th anniversary program. We're glad you're with us. If you want to give us a call, we'd be delighted and honored and flattered if you check in with us at 719-473-1240. Chris said you had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Uh, I did. Also, I'm kind of turkeyed out. After a while, uh, mashed potatoes and stuff, you just kind of, it's enough's enough, right? You just, um, uh, the gravy, though, that's the deal, right? Gravy's the deal. Ties it all together, doesn't it? Yep, yep. Anyway, it's a good time of year. Thanksgiving uh, is over. Of course, Christmas is coming at us like like a like a city bus bearing down on us uh and uh, just a month or so away uh, although the merchants get an extra sort of black friday this year because of the early thanksgiving i'm sure that because of the inclement weather it's probably going to be good for them so anyway nice to have you with us thanks for joining us here on the around the house program this is from uh, my buddy lewis who's a uh, a close friend of mine sends me this nonsense from Time to time, I can't, what's the title of this one? Oh, it's called Irony. Okay. Uh, this kind of stuff. It's a, if I had a dollar for every girl that found me unattractive, they'd eventually find me attractive. So logic in there. I find it ironic that the colors red, white, and blue stand for freedom until they're flashing behind your car. Today, this is cute. Today, a man knocked on my door and asked for a small donation towards the local community pool, so I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I changed my password to incorrect, so whenever I forget it, the computer will say your password is incorrect. Very nice. I'm great at multitasking. I can waste time, be unproductive, and procrastinate all at the same time. Let's see. If you can smile when things go wrong... You, you have someone in mind to blame. I like that one. Never tell your problems to anybody because 20% don't care and the other 80% are glad you have them. Let's see here. Two or three more of these. I hate it when people use big words just to make themselves sound perspicacious. I hate that too. Hospitality is the art of making guests feel like they're at home it's when you, when you when you wish they were at home in the first place, right? And finally, television may insult your intelligent intelligence, but nothing rubs it in like a computer that won't respond, right? So I thought you might enjoy a few of those. 719-473-1240. Uh, we'll talk about cold weather and winter and those kinds of things. This is, the, of course, the time of year to do that. And um, uh, the um, uh, this is not an email, but this is sort of a little essay I wanted to share with you that I try to do every year about the systems in our house when the holidays get here. Long nights, short days, extra loads for cooking, fireplace, um, uh, you know, lighting, electricity, plumbing. You know, you have guests come and, and that kind of thing. So you want things to go well. So we talk about a few of those. The number one 
uh, problem that can crop up and be the biggest disaster, of course, is a sewer issue during the holidays, uh, pipes that may normally not cause you trouble. When guests come and load up the plumbing, um, maybe the extra food and grease is going down there. You get the idea. If you're in an older house, particularly, your sewer pipes can cause trouble. And this is a time of year when uh, not only is it a little more likely, but you don't want it in the first place because just the two of you at home during the during the regular year, if you, if you have a sewer issue, you can always uh, live through it for a day or so and that kind of thing. But uh, you want to make sure your sewer is doing well. And there's still time to get a TV camera run through there. I have my sponsor, Three Amigos Plumbing, can do that for you and see what's going on in there. And if there's some roots, they can put some, uh, uh, you know, clean out the the pipes uh, or put some root foaming chemical in there, whatever it takes to to get uh, rid of the roots. That's usually the problem. In really older houses, I'm talking about 70s and earlier, some of the issues involve slope. You know, the plumbing, when we put the plumbing pipes in, we do a constant slope, usually a quarter inch per foot, but with certain materials, they allow an eighth inch, but uh, all the way out to the sewer main. Well, over the years, those pipes can kind of settle and cause trouble because they, we get what we call bellies in them and then the toilet paper hangs up and that sort of thing. So if you have an older home, seven mid-70s or earlier, you could have cast iron or clay a tile a sewer pipe, which can cause trouble. Modern glued PVC plastic pipe with glued joints usually is okay because the roots can't get inside. So if you're in an older home, you know it's, it's not a bad idea before the Christmas gets here, to run a TV camera through there. So you call my buddies over there at Three Amigos. You don't want sewer issues when company's here. Fireplace, if you haven't had your wood-burning fireplace checked in a while, it's a good idea to call a chimney sweep every, oh, I don't know, two or three years, especially if you burn a lot of pine, because pine is a creosote soft wood versus hardwoods like cedar, oak, and aspen. So... um you might want to get that checked by a chimney sweep. Again, they can use a TV camera just like a sewer company can uh, and and check it out. You can also look yourself, just get a strong flashlight and uh, put some goggles on and lay on your back and look up in the wood-burning fireplace. If you see a bunch of black material, it looks like a black pizza kind of thing, kind of a pimply kind of uh, formation up there, that's creosote, and you want to get that. That's a good indication Need to get your chimney sweep out there and get that done. It's not terribly expensive, but it's a good idea to all. And this is a good time of year to remind you to take care of your wood-burning fireplace. Now, gas fireplaces, which most people have now in newer homes, they can deposit carbon because of the burning of natural gas also. But the layers are usually thin and don't usually cause trouble. It's the creosote that can get you a chimney fire. But you can have, you know, if you have a lot of soot, deposits of carbon in a gas fireplace it's a good idea to have a chimney sweep kind of look at that also i made a note here about electric heaters now people that live in oh tri-levels where you have that family room down below the kitchen that kind of thing those rooms are usually cold because the heat goes upstairs and a lot of people use electric heaters eden pure was a brand that everybody talked about there's a lot of them around uh you can buy all versions of them at the home centers and on amazon uh, they're fine. You just need to make sure you don't overload your circuit because you may have holiday lights on a circuit. And if you plug a heater in, you can overload and trip a, a circuit breaker. And um, uh, and if, if, if it does trip, 
Yeah, there's no way around it. You need to move to a different circuit or a different room, that kind of thing. So be a little careful of electric electric heaters. And also, it's a good time of year to remind you to put uh, new batteries in your smoke detector, carbon monoxide detectors. I came home from vacation this week, and my hall smoke detector was beeping every minute or so. Be- remind me of new batteries, so I put a new 9-volt in there. It's all set, but... You don't want to wait for it to start beeping because it's usually usually 3 or 4 in the morning when it starts. So you might want to think about new batteries in your carbon monoxide detector and smoke detectors. There are lithium batteries now that are supposed to last for like uh, 10 years or so, and they're okay. But I like the uh, my favorite brand is the Copper Top Duracell, and it's a good idea once a year to, uh, to put a new battery in there. This is a good time of year to remind you to do that as the calendar changes towards the holidays here. Um, And smoke detectors, of course, when you change the battery, you can look at the date, how old the smoke detector is, how old the carbon monoxide detector is. We want smoke detectors 10 years or less. If they get 10 years old, you need to replace them, and seven years on the carbon monoxide detector. So there's, you know, your appliances, uh, you know, you probably have already thought of this. Clean the oven. Before all this nonsense starts of cooking everything and, uh, you know, over and over again with, you know, we've, we've already done the turkey, but you do a lot of extra cooking at the holidays. So it's a good idea to start with a clean, uh, clean oven. Make sure your appliances are doing okay. So just some thoughts on this time of year. We do tend to overload the systems in our house over the holidays, not to mention the long uh, nights and short days where there's a lot of extra lightning load and that kind of thing. So... Just a thought or two there on coming up for the holidays and getting your house all TLC'd and, and in good shape for the uh, the coming chaos, if you will, over the holidays. 719-473-1240. We'll take a break. Be right back with some phone calls and some great email that's piled up while I was gone. We'll be right back. I want to talk to you about Dutch's Home Improvement. I know you've seen their name around town and on the internet and so on. They're a well-known company, been around over 30 years. They're the go-to people for siding, windows, patio covers, exterior doors, those kinds of things that get your house all spiffed up and save you energy. If you have ugly old windows, steel, wood, or aluminum windows from the, you know, from the old days, you want to get rid of them and get some new energy-efficient vinyl windows from Dutch's Home Improvement. They can arrange financing for you. This is the first thing you need to do to save energy this winter. Natural gas prices are creeping up again, so you want to save energy with some new windows. Dutch's Home Improvement, 392-1369, dutcheshomeimprovement.com. They have the best installers in town, and they carry many brands just to fit your budget and price range. Dutch's Home Improvement for new siding, windows, they can't be beat. They've been around over 30 years. Give them a call, 719-392-1369. Need help with your next home project? Back to Around the House with Ken Moon. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. You'll get me in the spirit no matter what you do, right? Just got to keep working at it. I, I usually get in the holiday spirit late. I suppose that a lot of people are the same way. I, I, I try to get cranked up. And it's hard at first because Christmas seems like it comes more often than once a year, but it is, it's coming. And um, um, most of my family's out of state, of course, so gift cards are the secret to life. Amazon gift cards, everybody seems to love those. Get them a nice 
sweet card, but the Amazon gift cards, you don't have to go out and buy anything and try to figure out what they like or don't like. So that works for for me with all the out-of-towners. Speaking of out-of-towners, I knew you, I bet you're going to like this. I thought about you when I thought of this this week. I was at my son's house last week. He's not listening because he's working today, so I don't. he won't be insulted. But anyway, in the bathroom that I used, the toilet paper goes the wrong way. It rolls underneath instead of over the top. And then I was down and went down to the kitchen to get coffee that first morning, and the paper towels roll underneath. Now, this shouldn't be, as far as I'm concerned, controversial. Does, does everybody... Is it just me, or does everybody want to go over the top, or does it all random or 50-50? Which way should the toilet paper come off the roll? I can, I guess you can make a case for either way, but I'm just curious. What do you think? Well, in the case of toilet paper, uh, I tend to do it under as well because when we have cats come over, you know, they like to oh, that, that the, I hadn't even the, thought about the roll over the uh, have their uh, claws up on the on the rolls of the toilet paper and. All of a sudden, if you go over, you know, they got like half a roll over on the, floor, the floor. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, that now that's I hadn't even. Thank you for I hadn't even thought about that. I like over the top because it's easier to get as much as or little as you want. Mm-hmm. Paper towel. Um, again, you can, I, like a cat. I can just reach up there and whack it and get two or three uh, sections of paper towel. But I just wonder if people will call in and vote over the top or underneath. For those, I just happened to notice it because I've always gone over the top. And when I saw my son's house, I didn't, uh, well, I must admit, I, I did uh, change it uh, because I, you know, I was there for five days or so. But um, and they'll probably notice that I changed it. But um, I, I think that's not a big sin to do that. But I'm just curious if that, if everybody does it the same, I'm sure you get used to a certain way and you do it the same way. There's another habit i've talked about this it's been many years that when married couples live and sleep together in the same bed queen king or whatever it is they always pick the same side of the bed when you look at from the foot to the head of the bed if the wife is on the right and the uh, partner is on the left when they eat when they move from home to home city to city apartment to house to and so on they always pick that same side and i'm curious I think that's a hard and fast rule, but it'd be interesting to know how that starts in any given couple's marriage, I suppose. Um, certain people want to be closer to the bathroom, but we do things by habit. We put the, uh, apparently, the research shows we put the same sock on, the same foot every time, the same shoe, you know, right and then left kind of idea. Interesting how these habits develop, but the toilet paper and paper towel one I want to know. Maybe people can can weigh in. Oh, that's not a, not an earth-shattering. It's not as, as important as talking about electric vehicles, but what the heck, right? It's a holiday season. We can agree to disagree or not, but which way do you like the toilet paper? Over the top or underneath? I'd like to know that. Have you noticed, by the way, Chris, that toilet paper rolls have gotten narrower? The, the, the actual width of the roll, um, I get my toilet paper over at Costco, and I, I got a... Um, I think I get northern, but it, it just seems a little narrower. I think they're saving material that way. Huh? Well, sometimes when you get the larger rolls, you have to get the smaller uh, tubes to uh, make sure that they still go through the uh, the, to- uh, the holder. Yeah, well, 
good. Yeah, because some holders are cupped in the back that, yeah. Some are hanging out just regular. Uh, yeah, some of them have that chrome mm-hmm. cup in the back, kind mm-hmm. of the shield and so on. Um, one thing I do like, which I don't know where this came came in, is the half sheets of paper towel. I think you waste a lot less, right, with that because um, you can tear off that, what it's called, pick a size or something like that. I like that because I use a lot, of, a lot of paper towel. I must admit, I suppose it's you're wasting trees and all that, but uh, paper towel is pretty handy to have. And so the, the pick a size, that's also good. But anyway, we're getting off topic here, but I just was curious if you have some opinions on that. Give us a call, 719-473-1240, over the top or underneath for your toilet paper and paper towel. Back to stuff more serious here. This is um, from Terry um, about a crawl space. And many people have crawl spaces. It, they're actually making a little bit of a comeback in some newer homes. Some some of the reasons for crawl spaces, certain subdivisions with high water table, uh, you, you can't build uh, full basements. And, and, of course, homes from the oh, – 50s through the 70s crawl spaces were very very common so terry has uh, a cold rooms over the crawl space what kind of insulation she wants to know should i use and should i i need to do a radon test and mitigation down there which should i uh do first well i would do the insulation first because people tromping around down there putting insulation in there are gonna uh, mess up the the, if there's a plastic vapor barrier down there, it'll get messed up and so on. So do the the radon uh, uh, testing and mitigation last would be my recommendation. But yeah, yeah, it's it's good to insulate a crawl space on the ceiling of the crawl space, which is the floor of the of the rooms above. And you can use uh, really about anything. I, I would six inch fiberglass bats would be perfect. Uh, that's about an R nineteen, which uh, is would just be fine. It'll warm those rooms up big time, especially walking around in your bare feet. So you can shove those up in there. You you don't have to staple them. You can actually buy uh, the uh, Simpson Company. As I remember, Simpson is a company that, that most carpenters know about because they make all kinds of construction hangers and, and fasteners and things for the construction industry. They sell a plastic kind of a, a plastic rod is a little thick and pointed on the ends that will fit up between those floor joists uh, and you just bend it a little and stick it in under the insulation so it holds it in place you can also i've seen people string wire from nails to nails they could do you can do it that way but these simpson insulation holders if you will work nicely because if you just stuff the insulation up in there start tromping around upstairs it's going to work its way loose and fall into the crawl space so six inch bats would be a good idea to um, warm those rooms up there's another way to insulate crawl spaces and builders are allowed to do this by hanging insulation down the sides of the crawl space walls that's legal and part of the energy code and and so on you could do both you might want to do both to keep the insulation draped down the concrete walls will keep the crawl space area or volume itself warmer especially if you have a furnace in there. You don't want frozen pipes in your crawl space. So um, th- that's just some tips on, on warming the house up and the crawl space up a little bit. So I would do both. I do the uh, ceiling of the crawl space and drape insulation down the sides of the concrete walls. Then when that's all done and all those people are gone, then 
Uh, you can take a look at your radon testing and your radon mitigation. And it turns out that crawl space houses, as a general rule, have more radon than non-crawl space houses because there's that exposed dirt where, where radon can make its way up into the house. So that's a good question, Terry. I, I appreciate that. So that's kind of the story. Now, you want to... <clears throat> When you put bat insulation, and bat is a chunks of insulation, there's usually a, a paper facing on one side called a vapor barrier, and you're supposed to put that towards the living area, so you'd want to put the vapor barrier facing up. In a crawl space, it's not nearly as important as if it were an exterior wall, but still do it that way, and, and you'll be fine, and you can um, you can put those, those retainers in, those plastic retainers. Now... Uh, let me let me do a little uh, sidebar or a little uh, a, a, a caveat there. If you spend a lot of time in your crawl space, and what I mean by that is if you're down there all the time uh, uh, storing things and looking through boxes and and you know just spending time down there, uh, you know maybe it wouldn't it would be okay to turn the paper the other way if you didn't want to start breathing all that fiberglass. But if the crawl space you kind of ignore it, you don't spend a lot of time down there. Um, then you could put the you could put the paper facing up. So I could go. I guess I could go either way uh, on that, whichever you prefer to so for breathing and for cleanliness and for uh, organization. If you spend time, a lot of people go down in their crawl spaces and move the boxes and and uh, tubs in and out of there and so on. Maybe your husband goes down there to get away from you know as a man cave, but that's probably a, not very not very common. Anyway, so I could, I guess I could go either way on that paper up or paper down. I don't think it matters as much on, on the an exterior wall. Upstairs, where it's really cold outside and warm inside, you want the paper facing you because you don't want vapor going through the walls and condensing and causing mold. In a crawl space, you, the temperature differences are relatively small. It's actually, crawl spaces usually stay in the 50s. Oh, mid-50s or so, because the ground temperature keeps them moderate. But, of course, if the upstairs is 72 or so, uh, then you then you have a 20-degree, what they call delta T, temperature difference. And that can make a difference in your utility bill. So uh, putting that insulation in the ceiling of the crawl space really helps, because that's where the thermostat is, and that's where the heat demand is upstairs, and you want to make sure you don't waste uh, energy. If you have... Uh, a, a lot of pipes in your crawl space um, and there's a furnace there you're fine because the radiation of the heat from the furnace will keep the pipes from freezing if there's no heat source down there just pipes only as we've discussed before you want to close off uh, mo- the, half of the crawl space vents on one side of the house the most northerly facing side of the house uh, because um, you don't want that breeze going through there cross breezes uh, freezing pipes are, are cooling down the crawl space. But if there's a furnace in there, you have, I mean, it's it's great because there's enough radiated heat. I've even seen people um, have a heating contractor. Your furnace company can go in there and just cut a single heat grill blowing into the crawl space, which will keep that temperature much more moderate and will, again, make those rooms warmer up above. So there's some crawl space tips. Thanks. Terry, for that uh, for that email seven one nine four seven three one two four zero is our contact number. We'd love it if you check in with us here, and we have live email at aroundthehouse.com.
Well, here's a commercial for the Wayne Dalton sales and service people. I went down to the showroom, uh, 1847 South Murray, this week, and uh, you need to do the same thing. It, garage doors aren't boring anymore. They have some really elegant, could I say sexy, but elegant garage doors at the Wayne Dalton showroom. Uh, they're just the colors, the textures, and they're well insulated, of course. That goes without saying. But you can have a garage door that will make your house look ye- much younger than its actual age, be the envy of all your neighbors, too. So take a look at some non-boring garage doors at the Wayne Dalton Sales and Service uh, store down there, showroom at 1847 South Murray, right off of Fountain, a little south of Fountain Boulevard. And they have this sale going on now, now through the end of the month, 150 off a double or 75 off a single door when you mention around the house. So with cold weather here, get an insulated, nice-looking, beautiful garage door from Wayne Dalton Sales and Service. Call them at 719 719- 382-9227, Well, if you had your furnace checked this season, it's time to do it because any furnace can fail at any time. I want you to call Click Heating and Air for a special deal, only $79 for a complete inspection, safety check, cleaning of your furnace. 79 bucks when you mention uh, around the house. So take advantage of this. And if you have an older furnace, 20 years or older, they're offering up to $2,500 off on a new furnace and AC or a free humidifier with a new furnace installation. These deals are for limited time only, so call Click at 719-782-5425. I'm really impressed with the Click company. They have wonderful reviews online. They're locally owned. They won't try to sell you stuff you don't need, as a lot of companies do. They want you as a long-term customer. So call Click and take advantage of special pricing, only $79 for a complete furnace checkout when you mention around the house. For great service, honest transparent pricing you can't be click heating and air 719-782-5425-782-5425 break around the house that's why there's the around the house program with ken moon give him a call now at 719-473-1240 that's 719-473-1240 welcome back thank you thanks chris for that holiday bumper we call it bumpers in the talk radio business and that's really a song of the season i like that so we're trying to check out what you think about toilet paper does it roll over the top or go underneath which is your preference in paper towel also and I'm, I'm, I'm just loving uh thinking about that and i've just i've always taken it for granted until my my son um i just had never noticed it uh before i didn't talk to him about it i didn't want him to think i was being critical but I got to know what you all think. 719-473-1240. Jenny says, um, I live in a four-level house. Pipes upstairs make a creaking sound when the sink or tub or toilet flushes, when the sink or tub drains. Is there anything I can do about it? Probably not. It depends on access. We've used PVC or plastic pipe now for, well, going on uh, 50 years or so. Uh, it can sag a little bit when water goes through, especially toilet water, which is kind of a, a big mass of water, sort of all at once. It creates a binding effect. So the if the pipes are going through a tight hole between floor joists, you know, they, it can rub a little bit, especially when there's warm water, like like you say, the tub, the tub drains, because the warm water will expand the pipe a little bit, and that'll make kind of a creaking cracking sound a thermal expansion plus the sagging and it's it's a little complicated but it's all physics um if you can get to the pipes you can put 
a uh, little canned foam that you know that foam stuff we use insulating foam between the pipe and the wood but generally speaking you you really can't access it unless you have a pretty unusual situation because those pipes usually come straight down oh usually through an out you know the kitchen dining room wall that kind of thing so uh it's it's something you may have to live with in my house i notice uh in in my bedroom when i run a hot water faucet um and you know try to wash my hands and face and things that i hear a creaking kind of popping sound for oh i don't know 20 seconds or so after the water starts running and the same idea the pipes thermally expanded my house is old enough it has copper pipes now modern homes with this pex water pipe it's plastic kind of a rubberized feel to it it's a little flexible the pex that's not nearly as uh, thermal sensitive so it's not as noisy uh first of all when hot water goes through it's not as noisy when the water runs uh especially so uh that's it's different and, and pex piping has been around for you know in very common use now for about 15 years or maybe a little more uh but the old copper water pipes are much more of course thermally sensitive to to uh, hot water 719-473-1240 i want to reiterate we've said this before i try to say it every time no stupid questions on around the house i learn from your questions and hopefully you do from my answers and so anything's fair game here we will not uh minimize or discount anything you want to ask so give us a uh give us a call here 719-473-1240 should uh you know when you usually have some type of straps or something like that when you hold on in uh uh like ac ducts or something like that yeah yeah wouldn't that, would, would a smaller version of that work on some of those pipes to hold them into place? Yeah, they do sell, Chris, strapping material, both, both metal and plastic, mm-hmm. for plumbing pipes, water pipes, and, and sewer pipes also. If you can get to it, yeah, a little support between uh, wood, you know, when it goes through, say, two wood framing members, a little strap support in the middle of that would be good at just having access but yeah they do right usually the strap materials as i say plastic or metal have holes punched every couple inches so you can put a nail or a screw in yeah they do sell those they're very helpful uh crawl space houses we were just talking about crawl spaces a minute ago crawl space homes especially ranchers have a huge advantage when it comes to infrastructure because if you want to put a new stereo speakers in or cable tv you can always pop up wherever you want to from the crawl space same with piping you have access to all the piping in the house so there's a benefit there because you have access to what's going on upstairs by being able to access that as i say infrastructure downstairs but yeah you have to have access that's the main that's the main thing uh this is from uh lori i have a dirty shower base we've tried scrubbing it with every cleanse cleanser imaginable anything you can cover it with um, well, have you tried <clears throat> oven cleaner? Uh, we've talked about this before on the show, not for a long time here, but Easy Off Oven Cleaner in the blue can, which is the low odor version. I've I have an acrylic shower base at home, and I don't know how old this is. I don't know if it's original to the house, but it's pretty old. And over the course of oh, I don't know, twelve months or so, it gets kind of a dingy uh, look to a kind of grayish. A tinge just from normal use of soap scum body oils and just just use 
And so you get down there and that low odor stuff, spray the easy off on there. I get a, a, a floor scrubbing brush and just scratch it in and let it sit for an hour to an hour and a half. Rinse it with cold water and maybe do it a second time and it'll brighten that shower base up big time. Works really well. Gets in those. Because what happens with an acrylic shower base, when they manufacture it, there's a clear coat on top and it protects it from dirt and scum and you know from from fading and, and discoloration but that glossy coating wears away and so it exposes the material underneath which grabs on to dirt and and uh, other pollutants and so on so yeah that easy off oven cleaner works really really well as i say the blue can you can't go wrong it sometimes takes two applications but you got to let it sit there for a while as you would do in an oven so that works pretty well. You To answer your question, um, you can etch uh, the, the shower base and put on an epoxy system, but it's, it's just a pain in the neck. It's very odorous. You don't want to get, you know, the odor is very strong uh, when you're doing it, and the results aren't always pleasing. You could get a, a tub refinishing company in there that could spray on an acrylic resin coating, That'll look nice. You can change the color and so, but it's kind of expensive. So if you just are, Lori, just are concerned that the that the uh, the shower base is just dirty. It looks kind of dingy. Is the best word for that. Try that easy off oven cleaner in the blue can. I think you'll be I think you'll be happy with that. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Live email around the house dot com, and we'll be back right after this. Happy holidays from all of us right here at Around the House. I want to talk to you about Three Amigos Plumbing. We were just talking a few minutes ago about uh, the holidays and overloading the sewer and plumbing system in your house. Three Amigos, they do a lot of regular plumbing, of course, new water heaters, uh, faucets and toilets and things. But one of their subspecialties is drain cleaning, and they're offering a deal for Around the House listeners, a free TV camera look at your plumbing system when you, you have them clean the drain. So get them in there right now. There's still time. Make sure you avoid holiday catastrophes. Call 719-597-6763 for three amigos one of the things i like about it's veteran owned company local company by the way honest upfront pricing no sticker shock when you get the bill they want you as a long-term customer to refer your friends and family so no hidden fees included with three amigos if you need a new water heater they carry bradford white and ream wonderful uh, brands that that i'm in love with and so they do it all from a leaky faucet to cleaning your drains to a new water heater called three amigos plumbing Local, veteran-owned, 719-597-6763. Fix-It videos can be so confusing. Let Ken Moon walk you through it on Around the House. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. Welcome back. It's 10 minutes before the hour on Around the House. Good to have you with us. Happy holidays from, uh, from yours truly and from Chris. We're glad you're with us here. We have Carl on the line from Denver. Carl, you're on the air with Ken Moon Around the House. Carl's a frequent emailer to the Around the House program. What's going on, buddy? Well, first of all, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 30 years right now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a, uh, kind of a lifetime in radio, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Sa- every Saturday for 30 years. Carl, what what's happening in your life? Well, I, I don't remember what I was waiting for to come on when your show first came on. Um, and uh, also, I'm an over-the-top. Over-the-top um, toilet paper? Okay, me too. 
Yep, yep. So anyway, I think it may show a sign. Do you think it might have a little to do with maybe superior intelligence, or should we not go there? I, I you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, <laughs> thinking out loud. <laughs> well, what I'm wondering is, I have a I have a detached garage, and it's about maybe thirty feet from the box, from uh-huh. the electrical box. So how is it? What's that? What What do you do to get power into the garage? It's thirty feet from. From the, your meter or your breaker box kind of thing? Exactly. Well, I mean, the easiest thing to do would be to uh, put a, a, a underground line there. The, there's something called UF, uh, uniform foxtrot, as we would say in the flying business, uh, a direct burial underground cable. Uh, I think the rule of thumb for residential is 18 inches, I believe, something like that. Most people don't go that deep. But that would be the most out-of-the-way kind of thing. Trying to go overhead really doesn't work out very well, uh, although it's I guess it's legal if you do it correctly. So I, I would do a, a maybe a tw- – I mean, you're going to have a lot of power needs out there or just some lights and some outlets? Just some, just some lights and some outlets. Yeah, I would probably use a 20-amp circuit, Carl, which would be a number 12 wire, um, uh, and and just trench that in. As I say, 18 is the rule. I've never seen anybody go deeper than about 8 or 10 inches, but, I mean, as long as you know where the cable is, who cares? Um, But you need to take, of course, a grounded circuit out there, and you have to put in uh, GFIs, as you know, and uh, that's about it. It's pretty... Pretty easy, but 20-amp circuit would be my my preference. The UF cable is uh, a little pricey because it has some extra layers of rubber around it and so on, anti-rodent and uh, vermin and all that stuff. So that would be my that would be my choice. Now you really need to think if if you have a need, you know, maybe you, you can picture the future. You maybe you want to put a heater out there or some power tools. Uh, in which case, you might want to think about maybe a 30-amp circuit or even a 50, that gets more complicated because if you put more than uh, one circuit in the garage, you got to put a new grounding rod in. So it gets a little complex, but for just ordinary lights and a garage door opener and some outlets out there, I think a 20-amp circuit would be great. Yeah, yeah. So so would I run a conduit from the, the, run the conduit from the box down into the ground? Down into the ground, ground. yeah. You can use plastic. You don't have to use metal. Because plastic's easy to hacksaw and and mess with and stuff. Yeah, straight down and then go into the garage, same way, pop up out of the ground and go right inside. Yeah, but that UF cable is great because, you you know, before they invented that stuff, you had to put the wires in a conduit, and that became a real pain in the neck. And so, yeah, that, that would be my... My choice here, and uh, you can get a, uh, you know, I don't know, a fifty-foot roll of it might be just what you need to get out there. And once you're there, of course, you can start branching off into your various circuits. But don't forget, the requirement is the legal is you know, all garages, sheds, outbuildings have to have GFI uh, protection in them. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, if I have any more questions, I'll, I'll email you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And if you want, if you want to get into multiple circuits or more amperage out there for the future, um, maybe that's best done by email because it gets complicated pretty quickly. Uh, if you have a sub panel out there and so on, so I can go through that with you on the email. But uh, just for a basic circuit, that UF cable works really nicely. Yep, you bet. Okay. 
All right. Well, nice. I figured that I would actually I could I can do the digging and all that kind of stuff myself. But yeah. as far as uh, getting it powered up, I probably would call somebody to have them do that to make sure it was done right. Yeah. Well, you yeah you have you got in your breaker box? Do you have extra room for another circuit or two? Yep. Sure do. Oh yeah. Just put another. Make sure you get the same brand of breaker, of course. And just wire that up, and with a grounded circuit, you should be just fine. Yeah. And as I say, I believe, and I don't have the, my code books with me, but I think eighteen is is the rule on that one. And uh, but uh, you know, if you if you cheated on that a little bit, just you, who knows? Just you and me, right? So <laughs> you well, wait. there's always there's always Doctor Google as well, so I can always look that up. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey Carl, happy holidays to you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks a so bunch. Good to hear from you, yes, sir. Carl has over the years been a frequent emailer uh, to the uh, program. A couple minutes we got here, Chris. Okay, yeah, um, uh, this is Andy wants to know what do you think about heat? I've covered this before. What do you think about heat pumps? Do you like them, or is it better to just go with traditional heating and air conditioning? I'm not. Heat pumps are, of course, are an all-inclusive system. They combine heating and air conditioning kind of in one box, if you will, and and in the you they'll suck ambient heat out of the air outside and com- uh, through a series of uh, compression uh, and heat transfer dumping inside in the summer you were there's a, a automatic electric circuitry and valve that reverses so it becomes an air conditioner the heat comes from the inside to the outside you get it's like reversible air conditioning they don't do well here like they do in other parts of the country uh, i'll give you an example my daughter and family live in huntsville Alabama, so they, they heat less than we do here. They heat three or four months a year, maybe five, and the rest of the time they cool. So the heating heat pumps do pretty well there where there's sort of equal heating and cooling. Here in the Rockies, we do about three to one. We we heat for eight or nine months, and, and the rest of the year we do a little air conditioning. So a heat pump has to struggle for eight or nine months a year to try to get heating BTUs from the cold outside air. So it takes a lot of energy to do that. So they, the operating costs are somewhat more than conventional fossil fuels. I hate to be a heretic, you know, the federal government has fossil fuels. The thing with a heat pump is, you know, as it gets colder outside, there's less ambient heat. So we have to switch to electric heat to make up for the difference. And so the operating costs are really high for a heat pump. I would not do it here. I, they're, they're, they're relatively rare. I know the feds are involved now, and they're going to beat us over the head till we start using heat pumps, which, uh, again, in our climate, don't make a lot of sense. So I would stick with a traditional furnace. An AC combo makes a lot more sense from an operating cost uh, than trying to mess with a with a heat pump. If in Tennessee or somewhere like that, my answer would probably be different. Thanks for that, uh, Andy, for that question. It's, it's a good one. It's very current. Because the feds are trying to beat us over the head to use heat pumps, and I think it's a mistake in colder colder climates. 719-473-1240. Time for a news break. We'll be back with part two and some great email. Uh, we'll do that right after the news right here on Around the House. Six minutes after the hour, we'll welcome back to Around the House, part two. 
I have some great email from uh, this week. I was had the week off last week, so it kind of uh, bunched up on us here. We're doing a, an informal survey. Do you like toilet paper over the top or underneath? Same with paper towel. Um, I'm just want to want to know what you think, Chris. Are you voting? You're voting for. You have cats at home. You said. Yeah, only when my sister comes to visit. Okay, like so, that, so when your sister comes to visit, underneath, right? We usually put them underneath because you know, as we, you know, cats love to yeah love yeah. to have those toilet rolls and you know with their claws and. From a so practical good. standpoint, from using it, I think over the top is just my preference mm-hmm. is better. But that's just a it's just a habit kind of thing. It's funny how those things get started, and nobody knows. I think it goes from generation to generation. I suppose. Uh, how those habits uh, get started, but over the top is would be my preference for toilet paper. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Don't forget the podcast of the program. Our podcasts are very popular for around the house. As a matter of fact, we usually are in the top four or five of the top ten list for uh, for podcast use and downloads here at the station. The Around the House programs, thanks to you. So, if you want to listen to them, you can go to my site aroundthehouse.com and click on. Uh, listen to podcasts naturally uh there's also a listen live button there if you're off somewhere else or some other part of the of the country you can listen live uh at uh, at that same website or you can go directly to the krdo.com slash radio site the podcast we have them going back now almost 18 months uh about 16 months i guess and um and so you can check those out uh, hour by hour segment by segment and chris will have the, today's podcast for today's show up within a Oh, an hour or two after we go off the air. Let's see. Here's an interesting <clears throat> email from uh, from Bobby. Uh, this says, uh, "I, you know, this is gives you know pause to think about this for a minute." I'm thinking of using the attic space over the garage as a storage space. There's a whole bunch of insulation up there. Can I use a leaf blower to shove it out of the way? Well, that's a fairly unique idea. In theory, it should work. But in practice, I'm not so sure. I don't think you'd be able to control it that much. It'll overwhelm the insulation and maybe shove it all into one corner and then you're going to have to smooth it back out again. Um, I would put on protection like a mask, uh, a ski cap, a uh, scarf, long sleeve shirt, uh, and, uh, and, and get a garden rake uh, and uh, to, to move it out of the way uh, slowly and methodically so you don't, so it, you want to maintain an even level of the insulation. And you don't want to get rid of it all because if you're going to put a storage space up there, I assume you're going to use some plywood and you still have that three and a half inch or so gap under the plywood and you want you want to keep the insulation in there, okay? So you want to just lower it wherever you're going to put the floor of your storage space. You want to lower the insulation just down to that level. You, got, you get the idea and you can, you can pile it up in other parts of the attic. But um, <clears throat> the garage storage space up in the attic is problematic because the trusses that hold up the roof were only designed theoretically to, for the snow load on the roof plus the shingles and the sheetrock underneath, and that's it. So if you're storing up stuff up there, technically you're overstressing the structure. Now, engineers, as you, uh, I'm sure, are aware uh, over-design structures. So there's probably a safety factor of uh, maybe 50 to 100% in those trusses. So there is leeway, but but not, you know, you don't want to over, you don't want to take advantage of it. 
a leeway to maybe storing uh, lightweight stuff up there. Empty uh, computer boxes, suitcases, Christmas uh, decorations. You get the idea. No heavy-duty stuff in the the garage attic. Uh, So, yeah, you can do that. But I would just be gentle about getting the insulation squared away and not uh, go nuts with your leaf blower. I'll tell you where leaf blowers are very handy, and that's to clean out your dryer vent. We've talked about this many times on the air that that uh, people uh, want to know how to you know dryer vents should be cleaned probably once a year if you think about it. And the way to do that is to move the dryer to one side and put a leaf blower in that it would, where it goes into the wall and just turn it on. And uh, well, first of all, you need to take the, the the unscrew the dryer vent from the outside so there's an open hole there. And then just blow that lint right out with the leaf blower right outdoors. And you can use a cardboard box to have somebody catch it if you don't want it going all over the lawn. But leaf blowers are very handy to clean out a dryer vent in the walls. You can't get to it. And, this, you know, you can. there are companies you can hire that do this professionally with compressed air and rotating brushes and so on. But leaf blower is pretty handy. But I would not use it on the, use it on the attic insulation. And, again, if you're going to store stuff up there, make sure it's, lightweight things empty boxes and suitcases of course uh and would be about it so okay uh, uh, that's would be my my uh, preference 719-473-1240 uh uh let's see here who is this eddie says i'm in a 1976 house every time the washer drains there's an overflow in the basement tub area what do i need to worry about well, in 76, we were kind of making the transition from uh, the, the piping under the house, under the floor in the basement, concrete floor. In 76, we were making the transition from cast iron over to PVC plastic. So you may have cast iron drains under the basement slab. They're a little rougher on the inside to catch lint and other kinds of things. So you might have a sewer cleaning company, my buddies over there at Three Amigos Plumbing would be a good uh, a, a good company to hire for that. And instead of doing the mains, well, they'll want to do the main sewer line too while they're there. But many people forget about the branch lines from the kitchen sink going under the basement floor, uh, the, the washing machine, which you're talking about here. And sometimes those, and those usually are two-inch lines, and they're smaller than the main line going outdoors, which is usually four-inch. So they tend to plug up a little more, especially the kitchen line, when it, a lot of grease gets in there and, and, and coagulates and so on. So I would, <clears throat> I would probably uh, get them over there to take a look at that and clean out those branch, uh, branch lines. Um, sometimes, even when they clean it out, you still get some overwhelming uh, flow because modern washing machines have high-velocity pumps that blow a lot of water volume into those pipes. Sometimes they just can't, you know, the, the pipes just aren't sloped well enough or there's too many 90-degree angles or bends in them. And so you can always put a laundry tub. If you have room in your utility room, this is what our moms used to do. Uh, they had laundry tubs. They were made of soapstone uh, or some kind of uh, a hard masonry-like material and they would dump the drain from the washing machine into the laundry tub and it would slowly drain into the sewer so that's another uh, it, it's a lot it sounds like a lot of trouble for an overflowing washing machine but the thing about a laundry tub is then you have a place to wash out paintbrushes golf clubs muddy boots 
uh, having a utility sink in the house is really neat. And so um, if, 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 they, if the sewer cleaning company can't get you relief from this overflowing washing machine drain, put a laundry tub in, and then it'll serve dual purpose. You can clean everything uh, without having to, you know, who wants to clean golf clubs in the kitchen sink? That kind of idea, right? So that's another. Um, <clears throat> some people think putting a, a piece of pantyhose or some filter on the end of the washing machine hose is the answer. It isn't. It'll plug up quickly because there's just enough lint in there that uh, you got to get. It doesn't work. Uh, trust me. No reason to try that. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Let's see here. One real quick before we go to break, uh, and then we'll we'll catch up with our break here in a second. Um, this is from Katie. My septic. I have a septic tank. Uh, the pipe between the house and the tank freezes up sometimes. What can I do? It's a real pain. I'll bet it is a pain because your sewer backs up, and who needs that in the middle of the night? It's probably too close to the surface. I see this more often than you would think. It may be a little flat, but I'll bet it's too close to the surface. And then the, and a, if it's on the north side of the house, uh, the ground freezes and the pipe freezes. You know, sewage, by its very nature, is a little warm, uh, you know, room temperature or warmish uh, because of uh, just use. I won't go into any any. Uh, we don't want to go into any uh, uh, medical details, right, Chris? But just from dishwashers and and taking showers and washing machines and so on. So sewer water tends to be a little warmer, but when you go to bed at night, the water sits in there and freezes up, and maybe it freezes a little more and a little more and a little more till pretty soon the pipe is closed down and won't drain anymore. So You'll have to dig it up and either insulate it uh, or use some heat cable on it or both. Um, it's it's probably too close to the surface. So you can wrap it with a styrofoam insulation uh, like builders use to insulate foundations. That can help. Also, uh, if you want to not have to do it a second time, you can use heat cable. Make sure the heat cable that you just plug in and it, it provides a little gentle heat around the pipe um you want to look for a kind that's approved for underground use and uh, you can find those uh online and other other places but that would be uh the idea there uh, heat cable is uh has a little sensor and computer in it it only comes on when it gets really cold i think 37 fahrenheit or below and uh, so that's that would be fine you, you wrap some heat cable around it maybe a little insulation and then put the dirt because you're not going to be able to lower the pipe uh or you may be able to add dirt on top of it if you can if 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 that part of the yard could use some more fill dirt then you could try putting another foot or so of dirt on the pipe which would probably prevent it from freezing up but uh that's that gets a little complicated so um just take a look at it and see if a little heat cable or insulation uh, would do the trick. 719-473-1240. We're going to uh, take a break. Be right back with your phone calls and live email at aroundthehouse.com. I just got an email from one of my clients and did a home inspection for her. She wants the name of a good plumber. She got some plumbing issues. The company she'd had come over are, are just not doing the deal. I'm going to tell her about Three Amigos Plumbing. It's an honest, straightforward company, veteran and locally owned. And if you need a, a good plumber, 
It's Three Amigos Plumbing. It's um, the go-to company. 719-597-6763. Honest upfront pricing. Bradford White and Ream water heaters, but their big specialty is sewer line cleaning for the holidays. You don't want to get caught short. Uh, and so I want you to call them and say hello. and Tell them I sent you. They have a good reputation. And the thing about Three Amigos, no hidden fees. A lot of a lot of folks in the plumbing business will uh, give you some sticker shock at the other end. So when you get the bill, they don't want you to have any surprises. Three Amigos Plumbing, they uh, want you to refer them to your friends and family. Best prices in town, uh, I want you to call them at 719-597-6763. Got a fix-it problem at your house? Ken Moon is here to help. Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. 22 minutes uh, after the hour. Laura's voice sounds great with Christmas music behind us. Kind of seasonal. I like, thank you for doing that, uh, Chris. That's good. I like it. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Looking. This is from Carol. Looking for a good air purifier. We had a positive mold test. Want to... Clean up the air. Well, you know, I, I, a positive mold test um, is fine. I, I don't. I don't really believe in mold testing, particularly if, if you if there's no mold that you can see on the walls, the floors, the ceiling, or wherever in your house. Uh, a positive mold test can be problematic and be false positive, even false negatives, because mold spores move from place to place. So I wouldn't really, you know, unless your guys are really allergic to mold. Um, but you know, listen, you don't want to live with dirty air. I mean, air, I get the idea. So look behind the washing machine, the toilets, the lavatories, any place where there's water uh, that could pr- pr- produce mold on the sheetrock surfaces, and you want to kill it, use some hydrogen peroxide or, or bleach, and then put some primer like kills on it and paint it. But anyway, um, <clears throat> if you don't see any mold, it could just be a... A temporary thing, or as I say, a false, a false reading. A mold testing to me is problematic because it's just not very definitive. But I, I like the idea of a, of an air purifier. Uh, I have one in my bedroom, and I think since you spend eight hours or more a, a day in your bedroom, I think uh, I would start with a HEPA filter in your bedroom. I have a Honeywell, uh, and I have the model seventeen thousand. Uh, it's uh, it works really well for me, and you might look for it uh, at Amazon. I haven't looked for a long time. Not very expensive. It's a portable, uh, I don't know, about a, a, oh, a 16 inches uh, square kind of thing with a handle on it. You can haul it from place to place, but it has a HEPA filter and a pre-filter inside. I let it run all night long for white noise, but mainly to purify the air. You could. Uh, some of these come with timers. You can set the timer to come on, you know, certain times of the day or, or go on and off. So I, th- I would start <clears throat> with the air in your uh, in your bedroom. And as I say, if you have a good furnace filter in your house, Carol, uh, that's probably all you really need to do. Unless you're having some kind of <clears throat> breathing issues, uh, some kind of, you know, uh, hay fever, asthma type symptoms, in which case you need to dig a little deeper here. But as I say, a positive mold test per se would not be a big issue uh, with me. So uh, there you go. I like that Honeywell air purifier, really. It provides just enough white noise, uh, which is good for you know sleeping and uh, d- kind of drowns out the ambient noises. 
from the uh, from the street and so on. So uh, give that a try. Look for it. Chris, can you look up? Uh, do you have time to look up uh, Honeywell Model Seventeen Thousand Air Purifier? See if they still still sell it. Minus, I don't know, six or seven years old. Um, so anyway, uh, if you can find it, fine. If not, that's fine too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Brett says, I live in a newer home. The powder room is always extremely cold. I wonder if insulation was left out of part of the wall. How can I tell? Well, <clears throat> if there's a light switch maybe on the by the door um, uh, or an outlet on the on the exterior wall, I would remove the cover plate, probe around with a with an old kitchen knife. You want to turn the power off first, of course. And you either will hear the crinkle of insulation or you won't. Insulation makes kind of a a, a crinkly sound and there's a little resistance when you poke a, 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 like that old kitchen knife in the wall. If it just goes into space, then yeah, the insulation was left was left off. I doubt the insulation is missing. And the reason I say that is the sheetrock hangers uh, would not have hung sheetrock over an uninsulated wall without bringing it to the attention of the builder. Uh, a more likely explanation is the size of the room. and Half baths, powder rooms are usually small. And the exposure, maybe you've got a couple of exposed exterior walls. Uh, and if there's a window in there, uh, you could try an insulated window covering if there's a uh, window in your powder room but i doubt it's the insulation and uh the the heat i don't know you know, there's a heat vent probably in the floor make sure that uh that there's no clog in it uh that you know it, it's blowing when the furnace is running there's blowing lots of heat in that room so you know i think it's probably not an insulation issue did you find that chris you found it? okay is it on amazon well i mean they they i mean uh, if you're looking for like a seventeen thousand s yeah, it's, yeah. There's uh, there's a Honeywell store. There's uh, Walmart. I mean, there's a Best Buy. There's a bunch of different locations. Well, and it's portable with a handle on it and so on. Like looks uh, like it. Yeah. And how, what kind of prices? Um, looks like in the seventy five, sixty five to seventy five dollar range. Oh, good. Okay, good. Not very expensive. Does a nice job. There's a there, uh, there's some on eBay a little bit cheaper too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you for. Doing that, so they're still around. Yeah, it has a, a HEPA, a true HEPA filter inside, uh, kind of a circular drum HEPA filter, and you wrap a charcoal pre-filter around it. And every couple of months, you you remove the the whole drum and in, innards of the air purifier and vacuum it off, or uh, you know, because there's a lot of dust and and pet hair and things that get caught in the pre-filter to protect the HEPA filter. But it does a nice job. I'm really happy. With that Honeywell, so the model seventeen thousand, very good. Thank you for uh, looking that uh, looking that up. Seven one nine four seven three twelve forty. Margaret says um, my gas fireplace soots up and needs to be cleaned every week or so. Do you think that's because I'm on propane? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's the propane. Propane is a very clean burning fuel, so I think the problem lies with the adjustments of your fireplace you're getting too much propane not enough oxygen i'll bet the frame the flame rather is a little yellowish instead of uh yellow and blue it should be mostly blue with a little yellow down at the bottom uh so if that's the case uh then I'm, that's why you're getting extra soot because it's it's burning as we'd say in the car business burning too rich so 
uh, th- that can usually be adjusted for a gas log. Uh, the propane company or a fireplace company can come out and adjust it. Uh, maybe there's combustion air is plugged up if it gets the air from the outside. Just needs to, some adjustment and TLC from a fireplace company to get it burning properly. So uh, you you don't want to, you know, you're wasting a lot of uh, propane. You're wasting energy because, as I say, it's burning too rich and you're not getting the benefit of the uh, of the true blue flame that would be the most efficient uh, burn of that gas log. So I would have a... Your propane company, I'm, I'm sure it, mel- it sounds like you're out in the country, uh, which is fine, Margaret. Um, and I'm sure you have a propane company that comes every few months to put propane in. They can give you a referral, and they may have people on their staff that actually do fireplace adjustment and cleaning and so on. So give them a, a call for a referral on that one. But, yeah, I think you need to, somebody to come out there, take it apart, and just do some minor adjusting. I don't think it's a major problem. But get this taken care of before the uh, before the holidays. 719-473-1240. It's half past the hour. We're going to take another break. Be back right after this, right here on Around the House. Stick around. You seen your utility bill lately? Uh, natural gas prices are not coming down. They're they're going the other direction. And if you're kind of sensitive, uh, you want to save energy. The best way to start is with new windows. You have ugly old wood, steel, or aluminum uh, windows. You want to call Dutch's Home Improvement. They've been around over 30 years, uh, and they're the go-to people for windows, siding, patio covers, exterior doors. Call them at 719-392-1369. A good set of vinyl uh, windows, energy-efficient windows, just what you need. They can help you get some financing on those. They carry the best brands in town by the best installers. And the reason I can say that is they've been around over 30 years. They have a great commitment to customer service. And you'll like the way they do their business. It's a real professional company. Get some energy-efficient windows on your house for the rest of the winter. And you'll save money in the summer also. Dutch's Home Improvement, 719-392-1369 or dutcheshomeimprovement.com. If you haven't had your furnace checked and cleaned and serviced and inspected uh, this season, you need to get that done. Call Click Heating and Air. They have a special around-the-house deal, only $79 for a complete checkout of your furnace. Any furnace can fail at any time, and so you want it to not only be safe, but you want it to operate efficiently, and they can take care of that for you with Click. 79 bucks when you mention around the house. And they have a couple of deals now that won't last forever. If you have an older furnace, 20 years or older, they're offering up to $2,500 off on a new furnace and AC combo or a free humidifier with a new furnace installation. But these deals are for a limited time only. So call Click at 719 719- 7825425 I'm impressed with them they have great reviews they're locally owned and the main thing is they won't try to sell you stuff you don't need which some companies uh, have a habit of doing cuz they're they have commission people and all that so 79 bucks to get the furnace checked out it's click heating in there 7197825425 from your faucet to your furnace and everywhere in between Ken Moon has solutions around the house Give him a call now at 719-473-1240. That's 719-473-1240. Welcome back to the program. It is uh, 24 minutes before the hour. Happy holidays from all of us. All of us being Chris and myself here on the Around the House program. Hope your holiday season is a good one. And uh, time to 
you know, I was thinking about getting the Christmas lights up. You want to, you know, pick a, a warm day, and it's uh, going to be warming up later on this week. And uh, the trouble with Christmas lights is that they're up for a month and they're gone for 11 months. And I've noticed people more and more, Chris, you may have also putting up permanent Christmas lights up the eaves or along the gutter line and so on. And there are companies that do that. Of course, now they're all LEDs and they're controlled by your cell phone and all that. And so people are keeping them up year-round. And, um, uh, and they're, they're, they're red and green now at Halloween. They're orange and, you know, that, that kind of thing. So. Right. There are some LED companies that have, you know, they can use for all all sorts of seasons. Yep, you yep. Know, Until eat. they get hit with a hailstorm. That's another. Well, I mean, yeah, another, you yeah. put it underneath the... Uh, uh, the gutters or the whatever. Soffits, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, have different lights for different seasons. I mean... My you, neighbor does that. Yeah. Uh, she lights up for 4th of July, red, white, and blue, and that kind of thing. And so it's kind of kind of cool. The landscaping companies, by the way, and I still think they're doing this. Landscape companies, of course, this time of year, have a cash flow problem. They're, the guys aren't busy, and they can, you know, they, some of them will plow and shovel snow, and that's fine, but also put up Christmas lights for you. If you want to put them up and they can take them down, uh, that way, uh, you know, that, or uh, as you could call one of the LED companies, it's a little pricey, I think, to have them the year-round style, but they look nice. There are also those that enjoy the Christmas holidays so much they put up the lights right after Halloween, too. Oh, yeah, sure. It'd keep them up. Uh, usually, the rule of thumb for me is New Year's Day or later, I unplug them and uh, <laughs> take them down when I have time. Chris just brought in, we were talking about this. Uh, I don't know, a month ago or so, about the old Farmer's Almanac. We, I don't know how it came up, Chris, about weather forecasting or mm-hmm. something like that. Here's the 2024 edition, yellow cover, magazine, Reader's Digest style of magazine. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's picture right on the cover, founded in 1792. And it's really in a – it has a, a big a table of astronomical, you know, t- what time zones and sunset times and – uh, for uh, various latitudes in the middle. But the articles are so interesting uh, uh, that uh, that there was an astronomy section, gardening section, of course, weather, uh, fishing section, it's, it's uh, contests and puzzles and so on. It's an interesting magazine. If you want something that you can sit and ponder over, uh, it's it's I highly recommend it. I I'd forgotten. I hadn't bought a copy of this in years. Thank you for showing this to me, uh, Chris. There's you know a cooking section and uh, a lot of history, notable uh, uh, people that um, uh, have departed, uh, all, all that kind of thing. Very very eclectic. Uh, they even have a, some stuff with New Year uh, with leap year coming up this year. Uh huh. I mean, with 2024. There there's a section here on eclipses, for instance. Um, Nature's germ killer, stop a virus before it starts, uh, and it's some homeopathic-type remedies. But there are uh, charts uh, day by day, each day of the year, astronomical charts with sunset and sunrise based on your latitude and the moon phases. Just an interesting magazine. I don't know how much it is. What is it, like four or five? This is eight ninety nine. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it at Walmart, huh? Yeah, you can get it at Walmart. I've seen it at Walgreens stores as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, really, in, in in, inter- yeah. it's 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 you know it's so many of us, including myself, don't sit and read something you can hold in your hand. It's all on the internet, but I suppose there's a version of this on the internet. But that holding it in your hand thing is pretty nice. Um, thanks for showing that to me, Chris. The old Farmer's Almanac, 
uh, kind of on the checkout area, right at Walmart, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, you go to the book section there, and they have had a whole, whole section of that. So. And it's funny, as, as uh, uh, so well known, that you always hear in the weather forecast, that as this time of year is coming, what the old Farmer's Almanac's predicting for winter. That's very common to hear that. Whether it's, I haven't, it's probably been scientifically tested. I haven't paid much attention, but it's nice to know what they're thinking, isn't it? Well, I, I looked at, I was looking at the last couple of days and it did say snow. It did, okay. For very our good. region. So very it, good. it did time out right. Yeah, very good. With Th- some colder temperatures. I'm glad you reminded me of that, Chris, because we had talked about it about a month, about a month ago. Uh, Jerry says, I just moved into a new home. My microwave vent over the stove doesn't vent to the outside. Why don't builders vent kitchen hoods to the outdoors anymore? Well, good question. It used to be very common uh, in the older homes in the old 50s and 60s and so on. There, there, you look up at the kitchen ceiling right over the stove, there'd be a round grill in the ceiling that would suck uh, smoke and grease and, and smelly air uh, right up through the attic and outdoors. Uh, then we went to the vent hoods. That was a non-hood thing. There'd be a switch on the wall. Went to vent hoods, and for a while in the you know, 60s, 70s, they were vented to the outdoors. But then <clears throat> builders, you know, they're trying to cut costs. And it's not because builders are greedy. I was, a, although some builders are, I guess. But the reason builders like to keep costs down is so they can get the biggest audience for their houses. The more houses sell for, the less people can buy afford to buy them. So one way to cut, I think of a couple others, we quit putting ceiling lights in the bedrooms. That was another thing that came along in the 60s, 70s. And venting hoods is expensive because you got to run the ducts outdoors. Uh, and um, uh, so they're just an added cost. Uh, a lot. Another reason is vaulted and cathedral ceilings. It's hard to, if your kitchen stove's in the middle of the kitchen, there's no w- real convenient way to run that vent up and outdoors. Uh, the other reason is, of course, um, uh, heat saving, energy savings. If we're blasting uh, air outdoors, we're wasting uh, energy that's expensive to heat. That's another reason. So it's been common in the last, I don't know, 30 years or so or more to run the, the air from a kitchen vent fan through a charcoal filter and a grease filter and blow it back in your face. So a lot of people don't like that. So you, yeah, microwaves, uh, over the stove microwaves. I think Jerry's talking about that. Come with a, a kind of a retrofit kit system with some dampers and springs and things, where you can convert a microwave to a direct vent outdoors if it's on an outside wall. You can do that. But then I hear complaints from people about cold air coming in through the outdoor vent. And this time of year, cold winter air can blow in and blow you know back into the kitchen and and cool things down so there's there's competing interests here do you want cold air blowing in your kitchen all night long um uh, versus wasting energy uh versus uh just filtering the air and recirculating inside and the cost re- so those are the kind of the reasons uh if you if jerry if your microwave is on an outside wall of course you can get that kit and have a heating company like my friends over there at Click come and vent it directly to the outside. There are some ways around the cold air coming in. You can, um, you can uh, obviously, if the the vent outside will have a flapper on it, make sure that closes when the vent isn't in use. It's a little spring-loaded 
uh, device that theoretically closes the vent cover when the when the the vent is not in use, venting stuff out from the stove. Uh, you can also there's another version of downward venting, which is a little less troublesome cold air like the old gen air brands there's a lot of other brands where we blow that we suck the air right off the stovetop blow it downward and outdoors those are much less troublesome from a cold air incoming standpoint so there's a lot of com- but that's kind of the story jerry of, of why the, this has evolved over the years into mostly interior venting of a kitchen hood so that's kind of the, the kind of the history and the reasons uh, for that so there's a lot of combinations here you could discuss it with a appliance store or a, a heating and air conditioning company who could do the venting for you if you'd like that if you cook a lot uh it, you know if you do a lot of grilling um, uh, broiling in your stove you get a lot of smoke and a lot of odor in the air and if you if you if you are a, a, a family that cooks uh a lot and do a lot of uh, home you know uh, seven nights a week maybe you cook a meal and do a lot of as i say barbecuing baking and broiling you might want to invest in an exterior vent for your microwave but that's kind of the kind of the story 719-473-1240 we'll be back with some more email and some phone calls right after this right here on around the house Well, this week I went down to the Wayne Dalton Sales and Service Showroom on uh, South Murray, 1847 South Murray, a little south of Fountain Boulevard, and Brian and John and the gang were there and, and showed me around. And trust me, I've been talking about garage doors don't have to look boring. There's some wonderful garage door styles, a textured uh, with different window styles and colors and wood grain treatments that will make your house look really great you don't have to settle for a boring garage door wayne dalton sales and service you can go down there and look around they have the uh, polyurethane injected insulation of course and uh, virtually all of their doors they're a genie dealer we got to look at some genie openers they're the door side openers where you don't have that obtrusive motor and chain system going through the garage there's a lot of choices but right now there's a sale going on 150 off a double 75 off a single door when you mention around the house so wayne dalton sales and service 719-382-9227 tell them ken moon sent you we had an email earlier in the hour about a guy whose washing machine would overflow the downstairs plumbing, and I suggested Three Amigos Plumbing because sometimes the main drain going out to the city sewer main, of course, that should be checked with a fiber optic TV camera. But the side drains, the kitchen, the laundry, the basement bathroom, sometimes they need to be cleaned out too. Well, the experts in drain cleaning, Three Amigos Plumbing, a, f- a fun name for a seriously professional plumbing company, don't get caught short of the holidays with a plugged up septic system they'll come and do a free tv look at your at your uh, drains if you hire them to clean them and so give them a call 719-597-6763 very professional company they carry the bradford white and ream uh, water heaters and whether it's a drippy faucet or a main drain whatever your plumbing needs are call the folks you can rely on no sticker shock three amigos plumbing 719-597-6357-63 three amigos plumbing from your roof to your foundation and everywhere in between ken moon has solutions around the house give him a call now at 719-473-1240 that's 719-473-1240 welcome back thank you laura welcome back to the program 10 minutes before uh, the hour. Here's an interesting email 
from Rick um, that I wanted to spend a couple minutes on here. I mean, I, there's a, it gets a little medical uh, question uh, situation here, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, Rick says, when I was in college, I rented a series of apartments for three years that I now know were high in rate on about 20 versus the 4.0 allowed by the government. I'm really stressed about the health risks. How concerned concerned should I be? Well, first, let's isolate what you can control. Smoking and radon exposure have a synergistic relationship. If you smoke, for heaven's sakes, quit. And I'm, 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 you probably don't, Rick, but I wanted to make sure uh, that I got that plug-in for quitting smoking. If you tested your present dwelling to make sure the radon's low, you probably uh, have. Um, the, the health risks... There's a uh, the EPA th- there's there's a long term relationship according to the EPA of increased lung cancer risk very long term to extra radon exposure. Uh, m- much of this data was extrapolated from the World War II era when uranium miners were spending eight or ten hours a day in uh, mining uranium where the levels were really high because of the World War II atomic bomb project. And of course, most people in that, that era smoked so uh on the other hand you've lived for years in a ventilated apartment uh you weren't down in the cave or mining uranium uh so uh you you weren't steeped in it like they were and that's where that a lot of that data came from the epa estimates about 20 22,000 extra lung cancer excess deaths from radon exposure but those Numbers, just like the climate change numbers, are extrapolated, uh, computer-generated, so to speak. Uh, and so I really wouldn't uh, spend a lot of time stressing about this. The point is you don't smoke. You're in, you check the radon where you live now, and you didn't spend years and years, and you're only in college for two or four years. Uh, as a matter of fact, the 4.0 is kind of an arbitrary level. Uh, it was set in the 1980s at the level that was measurable at the time, uh, the UN, uh, Canada, Scandinavia had much higher allowable radon levels back in those days. Uh, the UN, uh, the health folks at the UN uh, allowed up to 15 to 20 picocuries per liter as exp- uh, instead of the uh, 4.0 we allow now. Um, so, um, you know, I really wouldn't stress about this because you didn't spend a lot of time. You didn't spend a lot of time in, in, down in deep parts of the earth mining uranium and breathing the radon. And uh, I'm sure you don't smoke. And But if you want to, uh, I want you to cons- discuss this with your physician. The risks uh, are relatively low compared to the uh, number of lung cancer uh, cases and deaths in the in the country. The twenty to twenty-two thousand sounds like a lot, but in a country of three hundred and forty million people, uh, it's a f- very low number. Discuss it with your physician. Perhaps getting a baseline chest X-ray now will make you feel less nervous about it. Um, uh, I think the worry is probably more stressful and, and health uh, health harm for you uh, than the actual radon exposure. I think you're fine, but discuss it with your physician. And here, if you want to. Another look at the perspective of radon exposure, uh, go to my website, aroundthehouse.com, and dig down in the show stuff area. There's a, a retired uh, chemistry professor at the Air Force Academy 
uh, had a has a treatise in there about radon exposure that'll kind of give you the other side of it. So just as we uh, never run out of things to worry about, it seems in this country, this is one of those things. I wouldn't really worry about it. I wouldn't stress about it because uh, now you're much more aware of it. This didn't even come up until the the first time I heard about radon and radon exposure was in the 80s. It turns out that our cancer uh, risk here in the Rockies uh, is a little lower because we uh, of the homeostasis thing that a little stimulation of your immune system. We get a little extra radiation here in the Rockies because of uh, our uh, uranium uh, and radon exposure, uh, which uh, the theory is that, uh, uh, that, that maybe the immune system is a little more tuned into this stuff. We get some extra cosmic ray exposure here. So uh, th- there's some competing interests. I don't want to minimize it. I think if you have radon in your house and it, the radon level is a little elevated, you want to get it out of your house, get some uh, radon company to come in and and uh and mitigate it but i as i say i wouldn't really wouldn't worry about it talk to your physician and uh, look at that piece in on my website uh dr hans mu is the guy's name m-u-e-h and you can do a search on my website aroundthehouse.com and see there's a little treatise in there uh that i think you might find very helpful the other side of the radon issue okay so good question i'm glad you raised it but that's kind of the other side did you have a Comment, Chris? No, uh, just one other thing we were thinking about, uh, you know, uh, with the winter time, what do you think about uh, the attic insulation? What's What type of R value? Oh, the, oh we, you, 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 yeah, thank you for reminding me. This is That was my promo for this week. Yeah, we were talking about attic insulation. Most people don't have enough. You know, the recommendation now uh, is um, 15 to 16 inches, and most people – these days have 10 to 12 it settles over the years that's a good reminder because we want to save energy every any way we can nude windows from dutch's my sponsor and attic insulation is the cheapest most cost effective thing you can do to save energy and the levels back in the 80s it was 9 to 10 inches then it became 12 inches now the recommendation is 15 or or 16 inches thank you for reminding me chris uh, we want that about an hour Oh, 45 to 50, you get about three R values per inch. So 15 to 16 inches will get you up close to that uh, R50. Good, good. And if you have whatever you have now, you can cover it with something else. If you have cellulose, you can blow some fiberglass in there, which is my favorite, or vice versa. But uh, the total, and you can get up there, really simple to do. Uh, get a step ladder, put a mask on, get your old tape measure up there, and I'll bet you don't have that. Most people, the 15 to 16 uh, inches. It doesn't matter uh, if you, you might have started with some old rock wool insulation uh, at the very bottom, and then they put in some more fiberglass and maybe some cellulose. But the total R value, and it goes uh, by inches of depth, 15 to 16 inches is the is the recommendation Yeah, on that. So check that. We're coming into the cold season of, of, the, uh, of the year now, and you want to make sure you have enough because heat rises and that's the the way uh you can save energy and it's very cost effective uh based on the return on your investment just two or two and a half heating seasons you can pay for an insulation upgrade uh whatever you add into your attic so yeah thanks for reminding me chris i had forgotten about that yeah get enough attic insulation start with that 
Start with the windows from Dutch's, maybe a new furnace. There's lots of ways to save little chunks of energy here, but they all add up to a lower natural gas bill during this winter season. Um, there you go. Thank you. It was a good show. Chris Moyers, thank you for your help in the control room as always. Uh, during the week, my podcast, by the way, at aroundthehouse.com. During the week, you can email me there uh, also. Uh, listen, I, I hope you have a, a wonderful week. God bless. We'll see you next time right here on Around the House.